whether you're ranching, farming, rodeo cowboys, whatever, like we, we all uh, need to do a little bit better job of coming together and really promoting and, and telling our stories. And Good afternoon, everyone. I'm your host, Harley, and this is the Ranch Collective Podcast, where we talk with Western industry professionals to share, educate, and give a platform to those inside the industry. And to give those who are outside of it a look at the day-to-day by having real conversations with guests. If you're new here, welcome. And if you've been on this journey with me for a while, then welcome back. This is our very last episode of season five. Um, I am returning with Kyle, who is a fifth-generation Colorado rancher. And we are talking about the rural-urban divide and some of the ways that he is working on social media and in real life to kind of decrease that divide. Um, You can find him on YouTube. Um, it'll all be tagged in the show notes, and I hope you enjoyed this episode. Hey, you guys, it's Harley. I'm just hopping in before we start the episode to tell you about my other business, Foliage Company, and our retainer package. So, Josiah and I co own a photography business where we partner with other small businesses, advocates, and influencers to create social media content. Recently, we decided to develop retainer packages for our small business customers who need photo content on a regular basis but don't have an in-house photographer. As you all know, social media is a huge part of growing your business and increasing your brand awareness, so fresh content is important. We are currently offering one, three, and six session packages with different time choices. You'll get high quality, professionally edited photos in unlimited locations and a phone or Zoom planning session so that we can make the most of our time together. For more information and pricing, please head over to our social media at Polich Company, that's P-O-L-I-C-H Company, or click the link in today's episode notes. I'm back. Perfect. That was like the fastest anyone's ever hopped back on. Are you using your phone for... Yeah, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. I was like, it's you got on there real quick. <laughs> well, I was like, well, I'm, already, I'm just like in my spare room and I'm like just sitting here and then... I got the text. I was like, well, I'll just, I'll just be crazy guy and click the link. Hey, I'm ready to go. What's up? (laughs) Well, I have to like, oh my gosh. Okay. So (laughs) my setup is so stupid. Although I don't have, so I don't have a mic on my desktop computer. I've got a desktop. I've got my phone and then I've got an iPad and I have a laptop. I have like a ridiculous amount of devices. Um, My laptop, my work, so that's not technically mine, but that's what I record my interviews on because it's got a webcam on it and a mic, um, and it can record. My iPad and my phone cannot host like a recorded Zoom. Oh, okay, gotcha. So, in case you were ever wondering, you cannot record from your phone or from an iPad. It's really stupid. <laughs> oh, okay, all right, gotcha. No, I have a, I have an iMac or no Mac. Airbook, Air Mac, MacBook, MacBook, MacBook. Yeah, that software. I do that I do my vlogs on, okay. but it's like super old and yeah, it doesn't even. I don't even think it. It doesn't have any memory or any space on it, so I don't even have Zoom on it. But yeah, so I feel you. I'm not really super great with computers, so just stick with the iPhone. Yeah, why go anywhere else when you have everything you need on the iPhone? I know it's kind of crazy. It really is technology. Yeah, I use the iPad for graphic design stuff and I because I can draw on it and I use it for reading and that's it. So Yeah. No, I know. I think because I've tried doing vlogs on my phone and I'm like, well, this sucks. This isn't I need a mouse. I need like a little more precision here. Mm-hmm. So I just do it on iMovie on the on the MacBook. But uh yeah, yeah I'm it takes it takes me a lot. <laughs> yeah. It's a 
video editing is not it. I hate video no. editing. No. I um, think that's the worst part because I'll get so much good footage and then it's like making myself sit down to actually edit it and convert it and, you know, click and drag and the whole deal and then putting mm -hmm. music to it and the whole deal. It's just like, oh my gosh. Um, Actually, you know, I will say I do like making reels and stuff like that for Instagram, but I can do that for my phone. It's very easy. So I do too. I know they make it super easy. Reels are awesome. Reels are, <laughs> I could just nerd out on reels all day. They're, they're, they're cool. I was one of the people where I like refused for the longest time. I was like, I'm not doing it. I hate them. They're stupid. And then one of my friends was like, your engagement sucks ass. Make a reel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Totally. I know. Like, I it's, guess <laughs> you make a corner. Yeah. You're like, I don't know. I like the original audios too. It's so fun to put to just random clips and you're just like, well, this is actually kind of funny. I like it. This is cool. It is one of the, that's actually, I think one of the coolest things about like the emergence of like reels and obviously TikTok is that, uh, you get to see, I was talking to, um, Margie who's girls eat beef too on Instagram and she does a lot of memes. And so when you use a popular meme format that like, literally everyone understands because it's part of pop culture you make it easy for people who are like on the outside of whatever you're doing right in your case branching you make it really easy for them to get the joke that you're making because yeah. you're using and it's the same thing with tiktok that's been like my favorite thing about tiktok is like i'll come across this video and i will have no context or it'll be like something that i don't know anything about but i'll understand the context of the joke and i'm like oh my god that's hilarious i'm so glad i know that now <laughs> Oh, I know. Totally. I've actually done the same thing because you'll find like an audio you like and then you start clicking on all the reels that use that audio. And then you're like, before you know, it, you're watching like mountain biking videos and you're like, but I totally get it. Yeah. Like you said, because you're like, like, I, I know the context here and this is like kind of universal for sure. Yeah. That's been <laughs> that's been something that's so cool about uh, like reels and TikTok and stuff. I agree. I think that's probably why I'm more. um I mean, I have a Facebook, but Instagram is a little less toxic in my opinion, and you can still kind of get your word out. And um, Yeah, it definitely, and I remember I was like, I was late to the party on Instagram too. I was like, no, that's stupid. Pictures, what? Now you can't write anything? No, that's stupid. But then I was like, once I realized this, I don't know, it seems like Facebook is just, like I said, so toxic and mean and just like, it'll just put me in a bad mood sometimes i'll just like oh my god no but i just appreciate instagram is like okay you know like this is yeah a little more positive i like it yes. well i remember when instagram was like before it was a really popular social media we just like used it to edit our photos so we could repost them to facebook with cool filters <laughs> yeah right yeah totally and i was actually thinking about that the other day because um some of my pictures that like i edited using uh instagram like from 2011 when it first came out i was like oh this is cringe yeah like to the yeah. in the highest form <laughs> <laughs> i know the feeling when i look back through my facebook i'm like oh my gosh that's crazy it seems like so long ago let me tell you that's the most embarrassing thing that ever pops up on my facebook it's like you made this post in 2010 and i was like a senior in high school in 2010 so it's yeah like, very embarrassing things the 17 year old me thought were like funny or like yeah. i thought i was a bad bitch when i was 17 and i'm like this yeah. is humiliating yeah no i totally <laughs> i i get you it's because i remember like i was one of the first people on facebook back back in the day like i was in college and you i think you had to have a college yeah uh, email you had to have like a college 
email to even get on it. So you had to have an official, like from the university, you know, email. I think I'm, I might be making this up, but I could have sworn. No, and you that's, did. I couldn't, yeah, get, on, I couldn't get on it until it opened it up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's pretty crazy to see like when <laughs> your grandma's on Facebook, like commenting on stuff, you're like, Oh, what a world, man. What a crazy world we're living in now. But it's cool. It's, I appreciate being able to stay connected with people and stuff. So like I try and see the good in it in social media. I think it does a lot of good too, but definitely toxic too. Yeah. Well, it's a great way that I um, share things that I like, like with my friends and um, stuff that I don't necessarily see for a long time. We just have like a constant thread going back and forth of like reels or TikToks or like posts that we think are funny. They're like niche. So like the books that we really like, there's memes all over TikTok. Yeah. Some of the books that we like. So we just send those back and forth and I'm like, yes, this is connection. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's cool. I, I was actually thinking that today. I was looking at Facebook and I was like, looking at like a couple of kids I went to high school with that Like I wasn't really friends with, like I was kind of friends with everybody in high school, but you know, some of these people you just weren't super close to, but you were, you were cordial and you were, you know, like my school is so small, but it's cool to see like where they're at now and like all the families and like they're doing good and like they're happy. It's like, I don't know. It's kind of cool to, cause you know, you might be in your, if you didn't have it, you'd be like, well, I wonder what happened to old so-and-so. I wonder what they're doing. I wonder if they're, you know, and it's like, I don't know. It's, it's neat to kind of makes me happy, I guess that you're just like, you can kind of still stay in touch with people, even if you weren't friends with them or you're even not friends with them now, really, but you're just like, Oh, that's cool that they're, you know, got a family or they're, they're doing this or they're pursuing this dream or it's, it's, it's neat to see. I I like that part of it. You know what I really like um, is that you just admitted that you're an internet stalker. (laughs) There you go. I was just going to say, I was like, you can be like creepy. Like, you know, it's okay to be such a creeper. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. But it's true. I mean, like, like, like that's why everybody's on there. It's just like, you know, but it's. How big was your graduating class in high school? Oh my gosh. 32 people, I think. Okay. So mine wasn't much bigger. I think we had 55 or 65. So I had, I had, so I, I actually do get it. You're like, Oh, so and so. I haven't thought about them in a long time. Like, I wonder what they're up to. And then you'll like get on their Facebook, and then before you know it, you're like on their second cousin's like ex husband's page. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's a rabbit hole for sure. But it, but uh, yeah, it's it's kind of cool for sure. Because like I said, I feel like I got along with everybody. Well, and I'm sure you know how it is. Like, yeah, you have your graduating class, but you also like you know the whole high school because there's what is there a couple hundred people in the whole high school. So it's like everybody knew everybody and. I was, I was telling somebody the other day, I'm like, oh, I knew not only to know everybody in my graduating class, I was like, I knew everybody in the entire high school, most of their siblings, (laughs) a lot of their parents, probably their grandparents. I was like, I could probably tell you what house they grew up in. Like, I was like, that's how small my school was. Yeah, totally. Or like the teachers were the same teachers that your parents, like in, in my case, you know, a lot of these kids I went to high school with, their parents our teachers were the same teachers that taught their parents. Like it, this is like a small world, you know? Yeah. I've got, so my parents didn't grow up in the area that um, I did, but a lot of my friends stayed and have kids that are in elementary or middle school now. And it's the same teachers. And they're like, Oh, do you know, so-and-so is still teaching. I was like, I would have thought they would have retired, but they. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Nope. Just keep it going. Yes. <laughs> keep it going. Um, okay, so let's talk a little bit about 
the urn the urn and Rimrin divide <laughs> <laughs> the rural urban divide so um what we're referring to when we talk about that because i know there's people listening who are probably like have an idea of what that is but don't really know it's specifically the disconnect between producers um of really like any crops food etc and the consumers who consume it yes perfect can yeah you, you live in an uh, area where like you can see it because you're you're a rancher but like also you live in this really this area where there's a lot of to, like tourism and um you can i know you mentioned that you could really see the divide pretty strongly like in your area yeah no um I would say too, you know, a lot of it is, is, um, you know, Colorado's like a, it's big, but it's not super big. Like it's not as big as like Texas or California or whatever, but there's, so there's a lot of people concentrated in the cities, you know, the Denver area, um, all along the I-25 corridor. Um, so there's a huge concentration of people that are moving there, um, or they live there or they're from there or whatever. Um, you know, and it's not, we're not that far. I mean, we're like three hours from Denver, you know, so you don't, feel like it's that far although you go through like two giant mountains to get there like it's just super gnarly but um but yeah there's there, there's definitely a disconnect i would say uh just kind of like you mentioned people just don't know whether i don't know maybe they don't know that we're out here that we're still out here or that we're or that ranching's even a thing or still a thing or um i don't know i feel like that's kind of why it's so important nowadays to to get the word out there and to to for us to be proactive in, in sharing our story and what we're doing. And, and there, there's just so much misinformation in my opinion with uh, the agriculture industry of, of like what people think we're doing or, or, you know, I would say it seems like in the last couple of years, just uh, the cattle industry has kind of come under attack with, you know, just, Oh, meatless Mondays or, or whatever else, or, or I'm reducing my carbon fr- footprint through, you know, I'm going to quit eating red meat or all this stuff. And, and, and I get, I think people are coming from a good place. So I just feel like, you know, you know, where, where you hear that from or your media sources or whatever else, like people just need to be a little more open-minded to, to doing their own research and really figuring out, um, you know, may, maybe that meme, you know, maybe that's not totally accurate or maybe that person had like a little bit of hidden agenda there. Like I'm not going into like crazy conspiracy theories here, but like, you know, I would just recommend that people really do their research and, and, you know, you hear some crazy fact about this or that or, or what's going on. Like maybe do dig a little deeper. And, and, you know, I think all of us, me included, you're guilty of just, you know, you read something on the internet. Oh, well, that's gotta be true. It's like the old joke, like, well, it was on the internet. It's gotta be true. It's like, well, not really, you know, not, not necessarily. And so I think that that's a big part of the the disconnect. Um, like we were talking about, you, you just, you know, um, bridging think, the gap, I would say would be huge. We, we need to do a little bit better job of bridging the gap. I think Stop it's it. really, really easy. If you're someone who um, wants to feel like you're doing good in the world right you want to feel like you're not a bad person like you're a good person like you're doing everything you can to keep the world safe for the next generation etc etc it's very very easy to like hear that oh well if you stop eating meat then you'll reduce your carbon footprint by x amount 
I think it's really easy to hear that and think, oh, well, that's a really easy way for me to do that. And then it's very, very easy for them to go from this, which is not, in fact, do, do you technically reduce your carbon footprint? Yes. Is it enough of an impact that it will make a real difference long term? Most likely not in the way that you're yeah. thinking. Um, but if that's what you really are like aiming to do, it's really easy to then go to, oh, well, consuming meat is then therefore bad. And then therefore the people who are raising that meat to be eaten are also bad. It's like not yeah. a hard jump to make. Yeah, totally. Well, and I think, I mean, we're all guilty of like, you know, putting celebrities on this pedestal, but it's like, if you hear somebody you look up to or some celebrity that you enjoy, I'll say, well, well, I'm going vegan. It's like, and here's why. And, and then they say something that maybe isn't totally true either. Maybe they didn't do the research. Maybe they don't, you know? And so it's like, how many people are they influencing you know, who are just going to say the same thing to their friends. And, and it's like, well, that, that's not totally right. Like that, you know, you do a little more thought, do a little more research. And I think you'd, you'd realize, I think what gets me, I was thinking this morning is um, a lot of the people that like hate on cattle or the cattle industry. Like if you really did some research and, and some thinking and some asking around, like cattle are such amazing animals, like for, for all you get from them. And I think a lot of people don't realize how many products come from cattle? Like there are so many like life-saving things. Like I don't even medications and, and just products and um, important things, not just leather, you know, not just the meat itself, but there's, there's so much we get from, from, uh, from cattle that are just that people don't even realize. Like I said, if you did a quick Google search, you'd be like, wow, I had no idea that they made this and they make this and they make this. And, and these are things we use every day that maybe you don't even realize that. I mean, they're just such amazing animals. And the fact that they're eating this, these things, these inedible plants that we can't eat. And the fact that they're eating them, you know, a lot of, I mean, one of these pastures that we lease um, which is right by where my great grandparents homesteaded is the most desolate, like I said, desolate sagebrush covered, you know, you could never have crops on it. You could never raise, um, you know, plants that humans could eat at this place. Like literally the only thing you could do with this piece of land is graze it, you know, with cattle. And I just, it's just, I think if people did a little more research and figuring out like, Whoa, these cows, they're, they're taking this grass and they're converting it into this amazing protein that it's actually good for you that can do your body a lot of good. Um, and not only that, just all the, all the things, like I said, that you get from, from cattle um, in the end, I just, they're, they're just an awesome, they're an awesome animal. I just, I, I try and educate people on how versatile they really are. Like they're, they're really pretty amazing animals. Yeah. And one of, I know one of the things that we kind of touched on before is like, if you live in a city, your parents live in a city, you grew up in a city, you've never set foot on a rancher farm. You've never had like really an in-person reaction with um, a rancher or a farmer or any of their animals or their crops or their property or anything like that. It can also be like really hard for you to make those connections that that's like a, a real person and they're trying to do their best too. Um, and that like you and like you said, like maybe there's people out there who don't realize that like 
where your family's original homestead is, you you could not grow anything there. So what else could you do with that space? Nothing yeah. really. Yeah. No, I think like you said about uh, people meeting, I, I've been really big on that in the last couple of years too. I, as I've kind of felt this pressure, this external pressure, I think that's been in the back of my mind. That's actually partly why I started the YouTube channel too, is I'm like, well, I need to give a face to these people. I want these people to see, you know, I'm not some grouchy old dude wearing overalls. Like I'm, I'm a younger guy. Like I'm, I'm cool. I'm hip. You know what I mean? No, <laughs> no, I'm not. But like, you know, like this is a normal guy who's out here just trying to make a living and in, and he's a funny guy and he's a, you know, but he, he's a rancher. Like I, and I want kids to be able to look at that and maybe they just stumble on my channel. It's like, Oh man, this, this guy's like, he's not as bad as I was told, or he's not as bad as whatever. Like this is actually a good guy. And like, and that's so the YouTube channel for sure. But then also, like you said, having people out to the ranch and letting people come out here and say, um, you know, this is, this is what we're doing. This is, here's a cow, here's a horse, here's, here's some hay. Like, look at all these giant hay bales. Like, I think we as ranchers have, have kind of forgot that there are so many people that just have no idea. Like you don't just get the steak from the grocery store. Yeah, you do. But where does, where does it start? So I, I really, I take that to heart as far as showing people, well, th this is where it starts. Like this is, this is where it all begins. And this is what we're doing out here. And, and uh, we're doing a lot of good too. You know, we're, there's a lot of good that we're doing too. I mean, we talked about earlier the conservation easement, but I don't know who wouldn't like that. I mean, that's, you know, that's just one of the many things, good things that we're doing that I just feel like isn't, isn't always told to people. So I, I enjoy <laughs> anybody that wants to come check it out. You know, that's, I, I enjoy showing people around for sure. Yeah. I think that's one of like the most important things that I'm, I mean, I say we, but like, I don't, I don't live on a ranch or a farm or whatever. I host a podcast. Um, <laughs> no. no, you do but, a lot of good too, though. Honestly, you're not to interrupt you, but did, what you're doing is is huge too. Cause you're, I'm sure there's a lot of people listening to this right now that, that are learning something, you know, and you're doing a lot of good to, to share our stories. So anyway, mm -hmm. sorry to interrupt. But, you, <laughs> I feel like that's one of the most important things that we can do is bring those stories and like, the, like relatable human experiences that come with ranching, like bring those to people who otherwise like wouldn't have any knowledge of those experiences. So like, like I mentioned earlier, like people who grew up in cities who would have never had access. I was talking, I had an episode that came out a couple weeks ago and I, what, I just shared a quote the other day on um, a reel on Instagram, but it was like how much access the average person is removed, like three generations removed. Right. That would be like me. Right how much access and knowledge is removed in those three generations. That's like great grandparents or grandparents. That's a lot. Think about all the things yeah. that your grandparents knew that you have no idea about. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. No, I'm, I mean, it's crazy to think like even just my grandpa, I mean, they did it all. Like my grandpa, he, he was a little bit of everything. Like my grandpa, he, you know, would ranch and he farmed and he wrenched on all his old tractors. I mean, all winter he would rebuild engines. Like, I mean, being a rancher, you're kind of a jack of all trades, really. I mean, you can you can do a little bit of everything. And yeah, there's a lot of that that's lost. I I, I totally get you there because I feel like I've learned so much from my dad and my dad has probably learned from my grandpa. And so, yeah, I think if, if you don't pass that on, if you don't continue that 
that story or those little tricks. Um, it's actually talking about that. It's funny. I just made my first pair of shafts, uh, cowboy shafts, cowboy pants. And um, I got a good buddy in town and an older guy who's had a saddle shop forever. And he's been kind of mentoring me. And, you know, I was just like giving him shit like, man, well, he's like, well, you don't need me. You got this pattern and all this. I'm like, no, man, I need you because there's so many little tricks and little things that, you know, cause you've done it for 40, 50 years, you know, that you can pass on to me. And I, I just, I, I love that kind of stuff. I just take that all to heart because it's, this is all knowledge. That's, it's huge. And like you said, I think a lot of people probably aren't going to get that knowledge because it's just, it's not continued. It's not passed down. So that's big. Yeah, for sure. Um, is there anything else that you wanted to touch on before we wrap up? I don't, I don't think so. Um, yeah, hopefully I didn't just ramble on about random crap forever, but uh, hopefully it was a little bit interesting. <laughs> I think it'll be, I think it'll be good. I think it'll interest people. <laughs> good, good. Well, is there anything else you, um, I've got a couple needed... final questions for you, but they're like off topic. They're not necessarily related to what we were talking about. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, are you ready for them? Yeah, sure. Perfect. Um, okay. So of everything you've done in like your whole entire life, what are you the most proud of? Oh my gosh. <laughs> you know, I, I, that's a crazy question. That's a good question though. Honestly, I, I'm proud of what we're doing. Like I'm proud of being able to continue this. I know we've been talking about this the whole podcast, but I'm proud that I'm able to even do this um, and to do it with my family means a lot. Um, but, but I take a lot of pride. I think that's another thing people don't realize about ranching or cattle ranching or whatever. Like I, I take a lot of pride in, in providing this amazing protein to like the world. I mean, we don't have that many cows. I mean, we do for how big of a family we are, but, but I know for a fact that a lot of this, well, all of it, hopefully all of this beef, you know, is going to feed the world is going to feed the, the country, you know? And I, I think it's cool. Even when like, so we go to the grocery store or whatever, and you go by the beef section, you're like, man, that, that could be something that, that I helped with. Like, that's something I don't know. It's a, a sense of purpose and you feel good about that. I feel just like, I'm sure you know, like the farmer or whatever else, like you're, you're providing a service to the world, hopefully. And, um, you take a lot of pride in that. So I would probably say the fact that I'm able to continue doing what I'm doing and running the family ranch and, and providing protein for, for the world. Wonderful. I love that. Yeah. Um, if somebody, came to you tomorrow and was like, Hey, I really, really want to be a rancher. Where do I start? What would you tell them? Oh my gosh. I, you know, I would say get in with somebody, you know, go, go, go ask around. I know a lot of these old ranchers need, they need the help and they would probably love to show you, you know, what they're doing and why they're doing it. And, and uh, especially in the summer, a lot of us need help fixing fence or, moving cows or or whatever else i've actually actually had a couple people on instagram hit me up asking about that about how to how to get started in a ranch and how to get on with a ranch or how to how to even go about it yeah because i mean i don't know it's it's uh i I totally get it it's not something that's you just go to you go to school for or something you just 
you know, it's not that easy to get into. So, but I would say that most, most of us are, are happy to, to help out with that. So. Yeah. One of the, I'm in a Facebook group and I see people all the time. That's like, Hey, I'm 22, never been on a ranch, have a horse, want to learn. And there'll be like a whole thing of comments that says, Hey, shoot me an email. What area do you live in? Yeah. It's yeah. like a whole list of comments of people who are in different parts of the country, different parts of the world. They're like, Hey, I could use someone to help, you know, move cows. I can use someone to help st- clean stalls, stuff like that. And that's, that's where you start. Exactly. Yeah. Glamour, well, but it's, it's wild it's too. I mean, you look at like, well, is it, what's the website ranch world ads uh-huh. or uh, even like the local ag um, publication here in Colorado, they're always looking for help. Like they're always, I think if you want to work hard and, you, and you're, you know how to work hard and you know how to, you know, be a good person and be reliable. I think most ranches would love that. And I think that's something if that interests you, then you just got to take the initiative to go out and find, to go find the ranch that's going to start you out. So the only thing that I would uh, add to what you said is um, if you don't have experience, be honest about that. Because, <laughs> yes, for sure. <laughs> because in, in ranching and farming and caring for the animals set hundreds and potentially thousands of pounds larger than you are. Um, if you say, you know, and you don't, someone can be seriously injured and or killed. Yeah. Don't want that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, and I think you're, uh, everybody's going to find out pretty quick if, uh, if, if you don't know what you're doing or you don't know how to drive a tractor or you don't, yeah. you know, but, but most of, most of the ranchers I know are good about teaching too. And, yeah. and, uh, explaining things but yeah it's not something that, i don't think there's a ranching for dummies book uh, there probably is i feel like there's one for everything but uh but yeah <laughs> well, uh it's real hard to be up your way through that one yeah yeah yes <laughs> <laughs> um, very last thing is where can people find you on social media well like i said i um i started this youtube channel probably a year and a half maybe two years ago i'm not sure but the YouTube channel is basically uh, kind of a lifestyle of just me and my family on the ranch. It's called Rocky Mountain Rancher, and that's on YouTube. And then uh, I guess on Instagram, I don't know why it's not Rocky Mountain Rancher on Instagram, but it's uh, Route County Cowboy on Instagram. So it's R-O-U-T-T, County Cowboy, all one word, um, on Instagram. So I kind of try and share some of my random adventures on instagram some you know go a little crazy out there on the on the tractor sometimes <laughs> i probably post some stupid crap but anyway hopefully somebody gets a laugh out of it but uh yeah those are those are the two main ones that i use and and yeah well perfect me up. yes well thank you so much for giving me some some of your time tonight this was really wonderful talking to you oh i had a blast thanks for having me and Thank you so much for listening today. If you enjoyed the episode, please feel free to connect with me on social media. It's at Ranch Collective Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. And subscribe to the podcast to get new episodes as soon as they're released. See you next week.